practicing with a Brahma-vihara of mudita, empathetic joy. So it's this taking happiness, joy, and the happiness of others. And I love to think of it as being like a rejoicing in the happiness and the good fortune of others. Some of you may have read the Book of Joy about the conversation over a period of time between His Holiness the Dalai Lama and Bishop Desmond Tutu. Beautiful book. And in it, uh, Bishop Desmond Tutu said that, quote, in African villages, one would ask in a greeting, how are we? This understanding sees that someone else's achievements or happiness is in a very real way our own. Rejoicing in others' good fortune really brings a lot of positive benefits. I want to pause to make sure the sound is okay. Can everybody hear me in back? Okay. So with a cultivation of this field of loving kindness, as we expand it outwards, we create the presence and the connection of a natural responsiveness of the heart to seeing the joy of others. Something you may have experienced on the retreat, this quality of mudita, one of the four Brahma-viharas, divine abodes that the Buddha talked about. So metta, karuna, compassion, mudita, empathetic joy, and equanimity, calm, peaceful acceptance of the heart. And we'll teach on that Brahma-vihara on Thursday. So this practice of loving-kindness ultimately does open to all beings, and we're beginning to expand the circle now as we include the neutral person and ultimately expand uh, unbounded, for all beings and all conditions. And really the more we open our hearts, the more we broaden the circle, the more mudita we can experience, more mudita, more happiness. And so many opportunities when our hearts are open, just walking down a busy street, seeing someone else who is happy who we don't even know, we can feel happiness in their happiness. When I worked at the airport, I worked in the international terminal and would often walk by the arrivals hall. You can imagine a lot of happiness, people arriving from international flights, greeting family and friends sometimes after a long time apart. Wow, a lot of happiness. It becomes contagious. It's interesting, this uh, quality heart quality of mudita and the heart quality of compassion, they both arise in response to what is present. Uh, Situations can change from moment to moment such that when our hearts are open, we can feel compassion in one moment, seeing suffering, and then see a laughing child and, and feel mudita. So compassion recognizes suffering and wishes it to end, and mudita 
recognizes happiness and wishes it to continue. And they really support one another. Mudita can bring up energy. It helps support the arising of compassion. So it's a natural responsiveness of this heart of metta, you could say the heart of awareness. When we're fully present in awareness, defilements are not present, and these beautiful qualities of the heart naturally arise. Or if the loving kindness has been fully cultivated, defilements also not present, compassion, mudita naturally arise in response to the conditions that we're, we're seeing, that we're present for. So in this way, we can really be open and responsive to the whole world, kind of the whole range of experiences in the world, the whole aliveness of being in this body. I think of the, the Buddha who could, through his perfect eye of wisdom, could see the suffering of the entire world with compassion, and yet he was known as a happy one. So we too can open our hearts to all of the sorrows as well as the joys of our lives. It's uh, often that we put too much emphasis on the difficulties, the pains in life. And uh, Mudita can really open our hearts and we should take time to appreciate when that joy is there. It helps to strengthen those channels to support the future arising of mudita. And as well, to be open to mudita even when suffering is present. Sometimes they're so close together. Someone may have a lot of suffering in their lives but still have some happiness around certain things in, our, in their lives. And it's helpful to be able to connect into the happiness of a being even when they're suffering. So on this retreat, maybe you felt that happy, happiness for others. Maybe the, the sky has been so beautiful at night and early morning too. And maybe you've seen other people stopped looking at the sky, looking at the moon. And perhaps you've felt joy and seeing their joy, seeing their happiness. Even though we're not really supposed to be looking at one another, maybe you've just caught out of your corner of your eye someone else's joy or happiness and then just naturally feel that joy. When you feel that joy, ah, mudita. This is mudita. Maybe even naming, labeling it. You could even say, I rejoice in your happiness <laughs> silently. So this, this may feel like a really easy practice, like it should come really easy, but the forces of envy and jealousy, especially, maybe around why did that person get all the goods? Kind of why did, why did my friend get the promotion and I didn't get the promotion? Or my friend has a perfect relationship and I don't have the perfect relationship. So these, uh, this envy, this jealousy is the... Uh, are the near enemies of mudita. And the far enemy is kind of this bubbling over of excitement, exuberance. Kind of when we feel exuberant, there's a shakiness. Kind of 
Mudita tipped over the edge, kind of a coming out of balance. And sometimes, too, we can attach our happiness to others, feeling like we need someone else to be happy for us to be happy. I remember uh, about 27 years ago, as I was breaking up with my ex-partner, we're, we're good friends now, but as we were breaking up, we laugh about this story. It's, it kind of gets right to the communication problems in our relationship. I said, I just want you to be happy. <laughs> and his response was, I don't want to be happy. <laughs> It was a little codependency. <laughs> so sometimes, too, it can be really great when we feel the modita that other people are feeling for us. Uh, I really felt this strongly after the Supreme Court ruled for gay marriage. I was driving into work, and it, I just never dreamed this could happen, and I was just kind of numb coming into the office. And uh, my immediate staff, who are, who are not gay, who are all straight, were just so excited, so happy for me, so happy for their friends. Real empathetic joy, and it broke my heart open. Just tears of joy. And uh, this, it has this multiplier effect, this joy that we start spreading in the world as we rejoice for others' happiness. So in this practice, we start with someone who's close to us, who we can connect with, who may be experiencing happiness and joy. Uh, right now, um, my partner has a 20-year-old niece who's staying with us, living with us, as she looks for housing. She just finished a two-year cooking program as, she, as a chef. She's from a small town in Central Valley, and she's kind of living her dream to to be in San Francisco as her first full-time job, plus a part-time job, which is needed to try and afford housing in San Francisco. And uh, she has so much joy and happiness in, in being in the city she wanted to live in, doing the work she wants to do. Um, so this joy naturally rises. As I'm saying this, I also feel the compassion for her because it's a struggle for her to find housing, and she's not sure that she'll be able to stay. Even... Uh, even holding a one and a half jobs. So I'm getting tremendous joy from my do- new dog. <laughs> it's fine to go to a being. <laughs> I haven't had a dog in about 40 years and uh, uh, got a 20 month old Tibetan terrier, just got five, six weeks ago, uh, 25 pounds. And uh, he's so much joy. He sees another dog, he's happy. Every dog he sees. I get home, he's happy. <laughs> we play, play with his rope, he's happy. So that brings me happiness. His name is Gandalf, Gandalf the Gray. <laughs> Later on, he'll be Gandalf the White. So the traditional phrase is, may your happiness and good fortune continue. May they increase, may they never wane. Another somewhat shorter version, maybe easier to remember since we don't have a printed sheet, is may your happiness continue, may your happiness grow. 
May your happiness continue, may your happiness grow. And a a short version, I love to say too is, I'm happy that you're happy. Get right to the point. (laughs) I'm happy that you're happy. Uh, Let's begin the meditation. And begin to connect with a being good friend perhaps, could be a pet, that you, that is happy and joyful now, that has had good fortune. And maybe before making, starting the phrase that I want to use a tool I, I so often use in meditation, I keep emphasizing in the interviews, just neglected to do, but to connect the body Feel the body on the earth, the touch points. Invite a sense of ease and calm and relaxation. If there's any places of tension in the body, any places of contraction, simply inviting a sense of softening maybe saying, I care if there's discomfort. Connecting with the breath in the body with with ease and relaxation. Great to do this at the start of every single sitting. And then connecting with the being you've selected drawing up a visual image, feeling the happiness they may be feeling. And then beginning to offer the phrases at whatever pace feels appropriate. May your happiness continue. May your happiness grow. May your happiness continue. May your happiness grow. Or the shorthand version, I'm happy that you're happy.
May your happiness continue. May your happiness grow. If you're connecting with that person, you can stay with that person. Or you can move on to another person. Picturing them, appreciating their joy and happiness. May your happiness continue. May your happiness grow or I'm happy that you're happy.
Now we're going to work with another person. Someone you know in your life, perhaps someone you're close to, who's experiencing, experiencing some suffering. Perhaps, perhaps just a moderate level of suffering. Some amount of pain difficult time in their lives. We're going to connect to some small, perhaps small, perhaps bigger, part of their lives where they're also experiencing happiness. So you can select that person Draw upon an image, a feeling. For me, it's my 95-year-old neighbor, very sweet person. She lost her mobility and her sight. But she still has great joy in being with friends, especially if he, she can smoke a little marijuana with them. <laughs> but I'm happy to see her joy on being with friends. And whether we approve of the marijuana doesn't matter. If she's happy, I'm happy. So beginning the phrases. May your happiness continue. May your happiness grow.
now we'll switch the attention and the offering of the phrases to another being, to ourselves, as a kind of gratitude and happiness practice. So connecting with something in your life that you feel happiness for. Something you feel good fortune for having. Maybe it's for being on this retreat or having the Dharma, having good friends. Maybe drawing upon an image of yourself in a situation where you can see that happiness to allow you to connect with that feeling. May my happiness continue. May my happiness grow. Or I'm happy that I'm happy. Staying connected to the body as you say these phrases.
and beginning to let go of the phrases, returning to a relaxed, easeful, gentle attention, a balanced kindness and acceptance, feeling the body resting on the earth, perhaps reconnecting with a simple feeling of metta. The heart of kindness, the heart of awareness. As we were sitting and starting to sit, I could reflect back, contemplate, feel the mudita when I talked about my dog and feel the mudita in the room, appreciate the more joy I was feeling, (laughs) brought more happiness. Maybe it brought you more happiness as my smile brightened even further. And this multiplier effect. Um, The... um, this mudita can be a great tool for some people for rising, bringing up energy. So it could be a great practice co- to call upon when you're sleepy, or for some people, occasional boredom becomes uh, something that arises. So to pause from your metta practice and just do some mudita practice could be really helpful. And to acknowledge too, sometimes because the mudita creates this energy the space of happiness, it may allow room for compassion and opening to suffering to arise. So you may kind of, it may have seemed contrary to the mudita practice, but it's the opening up that's happening uh, with the mudita practice and the, the energetic field we're creating for mudita that, that supports the opening to compassion. And then compassion provides a tenderness, the, the gentle, Kindness, the, the real tenderness of compassion that opens our heart further, makes our hearts more flexible as well to more naturally open to um, empathetic joy. So any, uh, any questions or comments on your experience? Yes. That's right. There's, uh, so she mentioned how much joy and happiness she felt when Bonnie was talking about Ajahn Suchito enveloping her and loving kindness. Those are my words, enveloping. But, uh, but there's also a sense of some, I wish it was me. Uh, and the both are there. So that's wisdom. It's, it's both appreciating the happiness of another, recognizing, yes, there is envy present, the defilements are present, 
and the recognition of the defilements is going to support their uprooting, allowing them to be seen, so, and not, not letting them get in the way of the happiness when, when the heart's open that way. Thank you for sharing. Yes. <laughs> uh, in, in this practice, that's why I suggested going to another person too, because we're in this particular session, we're really trying to cultivate mudita, so it can be useful to, to shift to another person and say, just not now on the, the person where you're feeling envy. But it's a part of the path of purification. Uh, I, and I forgot to say the question, to repeat the question. The question was on when you're really feeling envy, uh, is coming up strongly and you're not unable to access the mudita for another person because of the envy. And, yeah, my suggestion to shift to another person, but also to go into that feeling, maybe to take a pause, short pause from, you could take a short pause from the mudita practice to, just to use the tools of the practice to, to go into the body and feel the experience of that uh, envy that's arising. Thank you. Yes. So she noticed how mudita arose very easily, very quickly, but then faded away. And because mudita is arising in response to conditions, maybe the condition of that image appearing, it's not necessarily meant to be sustaining the way loving kindness we're really cultivating to be a sustaining quality. Uh, equanimity can be the same way, cultivating equanimity to be a sustaining field for awareness. Compassion and um, mudita arise in response to the conditions being known. So there can be more, sometimes be a sense of more of, the, of those arising and passing more quickly in, in daily life. Now, certainly in my hospice work, it, was, it would be amazing for, for me to see sometimes how quickly compassion could be there and in a moment shift to joy or shift to, to equanimity. Maybe equanimity may be most present, but how quickly they could shift. It's a real suppleness of an open heart and mind. And not to be concerned about that. And that's, again, why I suggested in practice the idea of moving to different people if it supports the deepening of mudita, the deepening of the experience of mudita. Thank you. Yes. Could you say a bit more about exuberance? So exuberance is, there's a sense, uh, she asked me to say a bit more about exuberance, and there's a sense of um, kind of overspilling of energy almost, bubbling over, like excitement, like when... My experience of exuberance is I, I get so excited I can't stop talking about my happiness. Um, it's kind of a little bit out of control. So uh, does that connect with some kind of experiences you might have had that you can feel into? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes, all the way in back. 
So, so uh, the, your comment was, uh, I want to make sure I got it right, that as you were saying, I'm happy that you're happy that kind of all the other problems started to drop away? No, that you're, no hmm. then she's happy. Mm-hmm. Then I don't become the target of her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> yeah, so... So she was saying, <laughs> when the other person's happy, uh, that you don't become the subject of her wrath or anger or anything else. That's exactly what I felt with my ex. <laughs> That's why I really wanted him to be happy. <laughs> so it's making our, our happiness condition on others and uh, to, to recognize the confusion that's underlying that, and that's not, that's not true, Mudita. <laughs> So use a phrase that works for you, yeah, that you can connect with. And you know, I, I think too that that phrase, I'm happy that I'm happy, that that's a really punchy phrase, but imagine for some people it could, could lead to some exuberance. So it's, it's so poppy that it uh, could lead to exuberance. So we want a happiness, but not tipping over the edge into exuberance. Yes, all the way and back against the wall. Thank you. Beautiful, beautiful reflection. So the comment was that the uh, um, you were able to go neighbor to neighbor and really connect with a mudita for the neighbor without needing to worry about their political views or anything else, and felt like it really broadened that field of loving kindness and happiness unconditionally. So this really is a great. explanation of how this practice can support the, the practice of loving-kindness and opening the heart to this boundless quality. It's ultimately the innate quality of the heart is this boundless quality of loving-kindness. So. Yes. Beautiful. So the comment was on the offering of mudita randomly and beautiful quality that arises. And I do the same thing with my metta practice when I'm in uh, Muni, the public transportation in San Francisco. Just randomly pick a person, zap them with metta. It's it's a beautiful practice. (laughs) Brings a lot of happiness. So we should end and uh, just I want to apologize for one small thing. Probably not many of you caught it. But I really as I have the intention as a teacher not to use the pronoun he and she when I'm responding to questions to make 
assumptions around gender identity, and I missed a couple times, so I'm learning, and I want to acknowledge that. So, um, Thank you for your beautiful practice, and please continue with the continuity, and much mudita. <laughs>